Hey y'all, Treasury here with Picture Me Living, and I'm here with a special guest, Trina. Hey y'all, my name is Trina. Um, I am a makeup artist and a actor. You guys can follow me at, on Instagram at Trina Danae with two E's. Okay, how you spell that? I'm gonna put it in the description anyway, but spell it out. Okay, C R I N A D E N A E E. Okay. So we do this audibly and visually. So it's people that just listen to us. And then it's people that watch us on YouTube now. I'm getting better at my videos. So I have an icebreaker for all my guests. Where are you from? I am from Kansas City, Missouri. How long you been here? I've been here for about three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. So icebreaker, favorite Atlanta restaurants. Cool girl. It's still, Give me a lot. Five. it's still a lot that I haven't been to. Um gosh, I don't even think I have a favorite right now. What? <laughs> Honestly. So what do you like? So if you had a craving right now and you're hungry, it's shit. Like, oh my God, I gotta eat. I'm in the city. What would you order? Probably some wings. I love wings. So. Wings, okay. Have you had JJ's? Oh yeah. For sure. They have that in Kansas City, too. It's called, For real? Yeah, it's called like J&G's there, though. Oh. I think theirs is they got the too, sauce. Honestly. They got the salt, the little extra. Uh -huh. Really? They call it the, the chicken crack. You <laughs> might. <laughs> yeah, you put the little sauce oh. in there. All right. Mm -hmm. Wow. I thought that was exclusive to University and Pryor. No, ma'am. American Deli, what you think? I fuck with American Deli. Like, I like they, um, their little subs. I mean, the little Philly, Philly cheese. So you wouldn't go there for wings? I mean, I, I'm i kind of greedy. So I begin like you get the, the Philly cheesesteak and the and wings. And the wings, yeah, yeah. The little combo. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. I'm going to put you on to B&L wings. Okay. I think I tried that before. I love B&L wings. Urban wings is okay. I would definitely do B&L wings over urban wings, so. But I have a list of places to go before American Deli. Everyone always says American Deli is mm -mm, got a whole list of places of wings for you to go. So B&L and then Urban Wings. Okay, I'm going to try it. Then there's a place called Bando. It's always a wait. You can only get one flavor per 15 wings, which is egregious. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. But yeah, I'm going to give you those. I'm going to take it slow and give you those. What about soul food? Oh, my God. I love soul food so bad. And I really have not found a good soul food place here. Like, I have not. It's like they don't season the food enough. Because, like, honey, in Kansas City, we got this place called Peachtree. And, baby, let me tell you, it's fire. It's named Peachtree after Atlanta, though. And you yeah. ain't found no soul food here? No. I've been to Miss, I think I've been to Miss Mary Max or something like that. Mm -mm, don't do that. Yeah, it was disgusting. Don't do that. Um, I've been to somewhere else. I forgot what it's called. It's like a little. It's like kind of like a cafeteria setting. Piccadilly. No, it was like when I lived in Macon, though. Okay. Busy Bee. Mm, maybe Busy Bee. No, that's that's where it's at. Oh, that's where yeah. it's at. Oh, Busy okay. Bee. It's always a wait. They just got a Michelin award. Look at me advertising. <laughs> <laughs> they just got a Michelin award, which is heavy black on. Um. Best fried chicken, mac and cheese. I would say it's number two to, you know, who 
Whoever in your family is soft, Ashby, look, I'm old. <laughs> Ashby Street, which <laughs> Martin Luther King, um, Joseph E. Lowry, I think that's what they call it these days. Okay, you're going to have to text me the yeah. information, girl. I'm going to send it to you. But it's a real hole in the wall. And uh, so whoever makes the best mac and cheese in your family would be number one, and then Busy Bees number two. Yeah. Collard greens are great, but they're cornbread dressing, and I do not like dressing. Busy B got the best cornbread dressing. Is it sweet though? No. A lot of people make cornbread like salty. I don't like salty cornbread. I like mine sweet. I won't say it's sweet and I won't say it's salty. You just got to try it. Yeah. They smothered chicken. Everything is good. The uh, fried fish, all that. So we're going to start with Busy B. We're going to start you off easy. I can't believe yeah. that. Three years and no favorite restaurant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into our topics. So, do you have any kids? Yes, I have a daughter. She's 13. Okay. How is it mom working? How is it? Um, It can be a, a lot stressful, like, especially with this age. Like, I feel like people, like, with, with like, small babies, it's, it's stressful, too, but, like, when your kid becomes a teenager, it's a whole nother level. Like, and like these kids are so influenced these days, and mm. they know a lot. Like, it's crazy. Like, so what are some off the wall things that the teenager, like, what's going on? Because for me, you know, I just text you taking out the trash is like ongoing. It's like a battle between my son and I. Yeah. So what are some things for you? Um, I mean, it's mainly not a lot of stuff at home. It's mainly at school. So it's like, I have a daughter, you know, and like she, I don't know. It's like she like meet friends or whatever. And like the friends that that's already been there or whatever, you know, cause she's new to the school. Mm-hmm. So whoever been there, she, they feel like she taking their friends. So they start getting jealous and they get into mm-hmm. it. A Aww. bunch of, a bunch of girl drama. Like it's just Aww. crazy. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because we go through girl drama and, you know, we're yeah. in our 30s. So, like, yeah. I didn't really experience it then when I was, you know, 13, like I am, you know, in my 30s. But I I grew up a different way. But you're not the first mom of a teenage daughter that I've heard say that. Like, yeah. they're easily influenced by their friends. Mm-hmm. I just can't relate. I was just in my own lane, in my own world, you know, doing what I had to do to get good grades and... Yeah, I so feel like I, in school I was like really quiet. I only talked to like a certain certain mm-hmm. few people, and I'm still like that. So I don't know. I mean, I never really fought at school, but I did fight at a church and other places, <laughs> parts, all kinds of stuff. Oh but, wow! Yeah, yeah. I got. I did get into fights. I got into fights when I was a little girl in middle school. So your daughter's what eighth grade? She's she should be in eighth, but her birthday's late, so she's in seventh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, middle school was, I ain't gonna lie, it was a little bit rough. But it wasn't like what I hear moms describing, like it's trying this. to fit in and social media. Mm-hmm. So do she have Instagram and all of that? The kids in these days, it's like so different. Like, I don't ever remember it being like this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she tries to have it, but I don't let her, I, I try to keep her away from social media because- okay. Good. It'd be like all kind of little boys in her DMs and stuff. And I'm like, this mm. this ain't that. Like, you're not okay. about to be talking to them. No. So, yeah. 
And then I caught her with a vape. She said she got it from school, from somebody from school. I'm like, y'all, 13, 14, what the fuck are y'all doing with a vape? A vape? Like, girl. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, I don't even smoke a vape. Like, why do you have this? Well, so I did a statistic before on the podcast of um, people were judgmental at the time when I recorded that episode Mm -hmm. of men smoking hookah. And so I looked up the statistics and a vape is essentially a hookah. It's a portable hookah. You put your flavors in there. You do all of that. And it surprised me. The statistics blew my mind. It was like a lot of men do it, but a lot of men under the age of 17. I was like, wait a minute, what? And then they were like, Mm -hmm. high schoolers are vaping. In middle school, apparently. Shit. (laughs) Where she get it? Oh my god, girl! I'm like, but oh. how did the middle schooler get the get the vape? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not somebody even old enough to, to go in there. Somebody, yeah, somebody gave it to her somebody. friend who gave it to her. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> but how, so, how is it as a work? How do you balance work life balance? How do you balance mom work life? Because we party. This is yeah, how I met yeah. Trina, by the way. <laughs> we was outside, honey. So right. how do you balance? Um, I really don't know. It's just like one day at a time, basically, because like the shit you got going on at home, you can't bring it to work because, you know, you got to have your job to provide mm-hmm. for your kids. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's It's really stressful, though, sometimes. So I asked the question on Instagram, and I apologize for not being prepared with the question, but in a roundabout description, the question was, how are you prepared for life after your life with your kids, right? So are your kids prepared? Are you thinking about the future with your kids, period? Right. Women answered. I mean, a lot of women answered. Mm -hmm. Like women were like, man, I think about that all the time. And I don't know why that came to my mind. But, you know, since I had this podcast and I'm traveling, I try to be more vocal with Instagram. Right. Mm -hmm. I know you see that. And I try to have conversation and I try to make a lot of it serious. No dads answered. It was only moms. It was like, I think about that a lot. I think about all the time, do I have a wheel ready? Do I have this? Do I have that? And it dawned on me, ain't no dads going to answer this. It was like 23 (laughs) hours later. I'm like, damn, no men? Um, One man reacted to it, a fire emoji. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) (laughs) One man reacted to it. Well, that means he's thinking about it. Um, He just doesn't know how to vocalize it, you know, in my DM or whatever. But all the women, all the moms are like, I think about it daily. I don't think that my kid could survive without me. Like, And then I thought about it deeper. Like, we're going to work as women and paying bills like men. Mm-hmm. We're taking care of the kids like women. Once again, paying bills like men. So how do we handle all of that? Like, for real. That's a question that I really want women to answer. Like it's it's like it's not a how, it's just in our nature. You know, like we mm-hmm. we have to do it because who else is gonna do it? Like it's who else is it's gonna like, do it? Yeah, there you go. it's like who else is gonna do it? <laughs> who else is gonna do it? That's the thing. Who else is gonna do it? 
I don't think it's in our nature. I think it's in our nature to be domestic and to provide. It's not in our nature to do all the things that we're doing that are on a masculine side. That's not in our nature. We're supposed to be soft. We're supposed to be feminine. We're not supposed to be putting air in our tires. We're not supposed to be going to get our oil changed. I did that the other day. (laughs) Like we're not supposed to be doing stuff like that. And uh, yet here we are. Yeah. Because, you know, who else is going to do it? But it's like when you, I guess because I've been a single parent for so long, my daughter's dad never been there. So it's just like default for me. You know, like I know that I have to have my, my daughter's birth certificate. I got to have all the records that she need. I got to take her to the doctor when she's sick. I have to be there when she get in trouble. It's always me, you know? Right. So if I need air in my tire or to pump gas or need gas, like it's, it's going to be you. me yeah. doing it. Like, So how do you maintain your softness? I don't know. Like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. And that's why I be saying too, like I I want to be in my soft girl era, like so bad. Like I don't I don't even know what that feels like, honestly. Mm. So I don't that that now that's a deep conversation. Yeah. I really thought about that deeply when I saw no men answer that question. And it could be that men come to my page to men come to my page to see ass and titties, and that you know they they don't come to my page to be you know um, have their thoughts provoked or to think deeply. Like they come they pay come to my page to get away from things, and I you know I'm trying to do my own thing and set my own tone as far as Instagram is concerned. I may have to re run that question back to see if more men answer that but i was just so shocked that no men said anything right and women we really are responsible for a lot of stuff a lot (laughs) a lot of stuff and we still got to be porn stars after all of that (laughs) we still we still got to do the most like where does it end i had another question regarding that but the soft girl era really just like pushed a button. Cause yeah. Do you think that's why we, you know, party and we decompress? In yes. Essence? Yeah. Yes, for real. I'm like, oh my god, I had a stressful week. I'm about to go out with yeah. my friends. You know, yeah. like I'm about to. I'm about to take these shots. Yeah. I'm about to take all my stress out on these drinks. Look, <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and then people like people outside looking in, they be like. Oh, Trina, you party all the time. You don't understand the shit that I go through on a day-to-day basis. So partying for me is like a stress relief. You're not posting what you go through on a day-to-day basis. Right. And you don't have to. Exactly. A prior um, guest of mine, close friend, Carolyn, we discussed that for like 45 minutes. What we don't post on Instagram, it wasn't your business. We was just posting our happy moments because... Mm -hmm. We're entitled to do what we want to do. With- and we're in the moment, too. So I we- also don't view your social media and say, damn, that's all Trina do is party. I know you got a job. Yeah. And I know you got shit going on. I think it's a mindset. And I think it is how I view everyone's social media. And I want to see y'all happy. I want to see everybody on my timeline right. happy. I want to see y'all on vacation. I want to see y'all living y'all best life. Whether it's a road trip, whether it's a night out. I don't want to see you got fired from your job. I don't want to see, right. you know, your man left you that you was with for 12 years and 
took all the furniture in the dog. I don't want to see that. I want to see how you got back at him and, you know, fucked his best friend or something. Like that. That's what I want to see on social media. I don't want to no. see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see, you know, you being sad and crying. Yeah. But there are people that do want to see us sad and crying, unfortunately, on social right. media. That's not what it's for to me, but that's a whole other topic for another day. Yeah. Do you have any travel questions? Because we got to talk about travel a little bit. Um, have you ever been flewed out? So, flewed out is a, a popular topic on mm-hmm. Picture Me Living. In a relationship, I was flewed out. In a long-distance relationship. Okay. <clears throat> have you? Um, unfortunately, I've never been flewed out. Would you? Would I? I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people be saying, I'm going to fly you out here. I'm going to fly you out there. They be capping. Mm. So, yeah. Really? Mm. So, guys be, oh, guys be lying about that. Lying. For no reason. How like, do they say it? Wait. <laughs> How do they say it? Just be like, um... Basically, I'm going to just, they'll be like, I, I want to see you. I'm going to fly you out here or whatever. Like, do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, but it never fucking happens. Like, why are you lying and wasting my time? Wow. Okay. Interesting. I've never had that happen. But like I said, it's only happened in a relationship and we were in a long distance relationship. It's never been, I'm not a transactional person. So you at least got to lie to me. And be like, you know, I want to be with you. Like, we got to have some sort of Mm -hmm. non-transactional agreement for me to uproot my life and come see you where you are. Yeah. But to just stuff like that. Yeah. But to just say, hey, come see me. Let's have sex. I don't think that I would ever do that. No, I don't be like that. Be like, I want you to be mine type shit. Right. You know. Uh, drink of the hour. We're both drinking uh, Menage, Menage Trois. <laughs> I have two different flavors, and honestly, so I w- didn't want to drink that because it was too sweet. And this one is even sweeter. Oh, is it? Yes, oh, it's. Wow. They're both good, mm-hmm. but so this one has a hint of, excuse me, notes of raspberry. Oh, let's have seed raspberry, <laughs> cherry, and chocolate. chocolate. What does that one have? Oh wow. Okay, this one says uh, blackberry, raspberry, and vanilla. Mm, it might have been the vanilla. Yeah, I think it's the vanilla. But so it's this really one, good, though. I'm going to have to get some of that. This one tastes like it got some perfume in it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would drink it, though. It's like $12. I'm going to drink it. Okay, it flew out. Um, you say y'all were staying, though, so that's kind of different. Yeah, so... I want to know the parameters of getting flown out. So what would you do if a guy in D.C. said, pull up, got your ticket, I got everything's on me, pull up. What are the parameters for you? Like what are the limitations and how far would you go? I mean, it depends on the relationship. Like if we even talk Y'all just talking. While, yeah, y'all just talking. Then- but like we don't like it, do we know each other like that or like y'all getting to know each other like that? No, it's gonna be some chill shit. 
basically. So you're not fucking? Probably not. What if that same guy, and you feeling him, you feeling him fly you out of D.C., but you feeling him and he going to fly you out of Paris. Same situation, different city. Do the parameters, do the limitations change? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's Paris. I might feel a little exotic or something. You know what I'm saying? That's like nine hours on that airplane. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a different. Because I would say, you know, if we're not locked in, like I said, I'm not transactional. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking... I'm not finna fuck him up, but for nine hours on nine hours on the flight, shit, damn, I I might might think about it. Think about it. What am I about to do? Because you're you're so excited once you get to that destination. Yeah, your adrenaline is high. Like in the moment, and it's Paris. Like when 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 the last time you've been to Paris? Like so. So you're just excited, and you're gonna go see this guy. It's like what happens in Paris stays in Paris. Yeah, honestly. Mm. <laughs> I think that's a good conversation because, you know, getting flown out or like a dude fly you out to Miami. Like we could take a girl's trip to Miami yeah, now. True. So like, <clears throat> what are you doing different in my life that's going to make me want to get to know you physically in that aspect? What are you contributing to my life? What are you taking off my plate? Because me and my girls could go to Miami. So let me ask you this. What if a guy from Atlanta flies you out to Seattle or like Portland, Oakland? Well, do the parameters change versus DC? Mm, I don't I feel like it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. But it's a five hour flight versus, you know, an hour flight. So now you But it's nothing exotic, you know, like mm. Paris that's I feel like that's exotic, like, you know. Okay, so Jamaica. Mm. Jamaica. I really want to go to Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) So that is like a, you know, pretty penny to get out there. And uh, you're going to be doing some exotic things. Right. River rafting. Uh, Okay. So would you, (laughs) the thing on social media right now is the massages on the um, raft in Jamaica. Oh, yeah. Would you do that? Hell yeah. That should look nice as fuck. Like, (laughs) So I'm gonna be getting intense. I got yeah. one, and it did not get that intense. Yeah, but uh, I've seen some that's like, okay, this is a porno, right? So exactly. much. Like you doing a little too much, like, yeah, okay, I understand. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the Caribbean is definitely a place where I would be a little. My, I guess the answer is, are you flying me out to a place where my adrenaline is going to be high? If the right. answer is yes then we might be fucking tonight. Yeah. If the answer is no, like, it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Or not at all. <clears throat> I agree. Depending on how I feel. That's our um, travel topic for today. Yeah. Any more travel questions? Um, No. Not at this moment. So we really got... Good into this conversation prior to me pressing the record button because it's relatable to the both of us. We started discussing friendship mm-hmm. and different aspects of friendship. We can go really deep into a friendship conversation. Define friendship to you. 
Um, I feel like friendship is because you have friendships and you have associates, you know. So friendship is like someone that's like you're really close with that you can count on, um, that you can vent to, a listening okay. ear, you know, someone that's gonna be there like when you need a shoulder to cry on. That's a friendship for me. Supportive. That really cares about you and love you, you know? Okay. So, yeah. That's a good definition. I think that I would give an example of a good friendship relationship. For me, can we talk beyond your comfort zone? Mm-hmm. So if I'm having a bad mental health day, that or oh, that was a good topic that I was gonna um talk about on the solo episode. Sometimes it's taboo if I come to you and say, Hey, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to deal with that right now. It's too much on my plate. And then that depressed friend goes away, right? Comes back two weeks later. And still can't talk to you about that. Comes back a week later, still can't talk. Like only thing that's we're doing not is your friend at all. That's <laughs> not your friend. Yeah. And it took me years to find that out. It took me, you know, it, it was a uh, because for a long time I was asking my friends. I didn't know how to say that. Right. I didn't know how to vocalize that. I do now at my age, but in like my late twenties, early thirties, I didn't know how to vocalize, man, I'm really sad. This is really bothering me. So I would say things like, damn, do we have to go to the bar? Y'all can't just come to the house. Y'all don't just want to have a conversation. And my delivery was probably fucked up, full accountability. Cause that's how, you know, delivered it. Like, damn, y'all don't just want to come to the house and have a drink with me at the house. Like we got to go to the club every time we hang out, every time we hang out, it got to be a turn up. Like, we can't just sit down and talk. So, a good friendship to me is a well-rounded friend. Can we travel together? Um, How do we mesh well? You know, if your pocket's not right and my pocket's right, well, I got this for you. Mm -hmm. Or I don't have it right now. Um, Can we do this at a later date? Can we communicate that? A lot of friendships... You can't communicate that. A lot of friendships, they want to one-up you. They want to right. say, um, dang, why you, why you want to go to Paris for your birthday? It's going to be cold instead of saying, I ain't got no money right now. Or I'd rather do something a little bit different because my money's not right. Or I don't have a time off work or whatever. I've experienced so many of those things to be able to vocalize a good example of a good friendship now. It's a well-rounded. And also what I can offer you. So what do you need? What do you need from this friendship? Do you need to call me at three in the morning mm-hmm. and vent <laughs> about this guy? Like, let me wake up and listen to you. You know what I mean? Because right. it's hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. So I've learned also the other aspect of it. Are you accountable if you have something, I guess, uh, I don't want to say negative, but something that you're not up to par with in a friendship. Are you accountable to say, you know what? Maybe I could answer the phone more. Maybe I could return text messages more. Yeah. 
Yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to say that too because I've always been that accountable friend, right? And I didn't know what it looked like in other people. So I think it is up to us to say, hey, this is what I feel it in friendship. And then the other person is more likely to say, you know what, this is what I feel it too. Yeah. Yeah, me and my friend, me and one of my friends had a conversation like that before. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are few, far, and in between to have hard conversations with your friends. Because we have yeah, hard conversations with guys. I'm the type of person, like, when it comes to my friends, like, I'm going to call you out on your bullshit, you know? And I expect mm. you to call me out on my bullshit, too. And I'm not going to get mad. I mean, well, I might get mad a little bit. But, you know, like, at the end of the day, we're going to solve this problem. Because, like, I take my, my friendship, I take my friendship so serious, like, I love my friends to death. Like, right. I'm very passionate about my friends. Like, I will beat a bitch ass over my <laughs> friends. Right. Like, you and, and as a tourist, I'm very territorial, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I don't play about my friends. So, it is hard for me. <laughs> so, this is accountability part, too. It's hard for me to call people out on their bullshit because I expect we're all adults. So, if I go outside and I park my car... In a no parking zone, I know I could probably get a ticket today. I'm an adult. I'm responsible. I know I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. If I get a ticket, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, why they give me a ticket? Like, I knew what I did wrong. Right. So I feel like adults know what they're doing wrong to other people. So it's hard for me to say, hey, you did this wrong. I'm not the police. I mean, but all the time, I mean, most of the time people don't know. They're not mm-hmm. aware of what they're doing or how you how it affects Self aware, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes you gotta just say it. My cousin like, said that to me before. Mm-hmm. She was like, Sometimes people don't know when they're doing wrong. And I'm like, What do you mean? Like dumb, I just as dumb as it might sound, you know, it sounds really dumb, but it's true. Mm. Yeah. That is now that is accountability. Third time I said it. It's very hard for me to get that through my thick skull that people don't know when they're doing wrong. It's hard for me to say, hey, you parked in a no parking zone. Like, yeah. if you can't see where you parked your car, you know, maybe you need to get some glasses. All of that stuff don't have anything to do with me. Yeah. The point is, we're all adults and I know when I'm doing wrong. And I can say to you, hey, Trina, I know I'm wrong. So I feel like you should be able to say the same thing. And I let myself down by thinking that people are going to say that to me and they're not. Yeah, true. Yeah. I let myself down a lot with it. So what do you think about platonic guy friendships? Because we had a lot to say <laughs> about the different types of friendships. Right. Um, I feel like. A platonic relationship with a guy, it can only go so far. Because, mm. I don't know, like, okay, Steve Harvey had a, a little thing where he said, like, if a man is, like, being your friend for, like, for a long time or whatever, they're just, like, basically just sticking around until you, like, like them type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, that really makes sense because, like, it's like you can be a, a guy's friend and after a while, they're going to start liking you for some reason, like, and trying to, like, come at you sexually or just, you know, like, saying, like, 
off the wall stuff not like off the wall but like damn you look good type shit and it's like okay you're my friend like chill like, <laughs> you the homeboy like come on so now. do you believe in friend zone um yeah i do it a lot <laughs> so i have two male friends that i've been friends with for over 20 years and it's always been platonic so i saw that steve harvey clip mm-hmm. and i agree with a lot of things that steve harvey says and I don't agree with about 40%. And that's one of them. Because, like I said, I have two male friends. And they never try it. Never. never. But we live in Atlanta. So we all have male friends, right? Mm-hmm. I have um, statistically, based off that number, let's just say I know 100 guys. Those two, we good. 98 other friends have wanted something. And I'm just making this number up just for this conversation. 98% of men want more. I even had a conversation with a platonic male friend. We'll just say homeboy because I don't want to use the term friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, homeboy. And he even said, like, what what are we friends for? Why Why would I be friends with anyone of the opposite sex? And I was like, well, damn, yeah, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? Why are we even, you know, homies if you feel that way? Because I'm not finna fuck you. Like, yeah, let's just have this hard conversation now. And I posted this in my story once again, got some feedback. There was even one guy that said he can only be platonic friends with. I can't say exactly <laughs> what he said, but. I think uh, I know where you're going, but they yeah. can't be attracted. <laughs> yeah, basically. exactly. I knew I knew exactly where you was going, but yeah. He was like, they can't be attractive. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. But that's, yeah, that's, that's shady. Because you're missing out on some lifelong relationships that can give you way more. Yeah. Because you're thinking with your dick and you're not thinking with your mind. You're not thinking with your soul. Mm-hmm. This could be <clears throat> a soulmate, a platonic soulmate that could Go with you forever, mm-hmm. but because you want your dick to get wet, <laughs> you're going to fuck this up. And, yeah. you know, it's then, unfortunate then, for us as women. And then at the same time, that's not always true. Just because she's not attractive don't mean that other things could attract you to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other life things. Yeah. Such as being a good friend, being there for you. hmm being an auntie to your kids, things you have in common. That is like priceless to have family and your friends to your kids. Right. I actually lost a male friend before, and uh, this is another accountability. I knew that he was friend zone, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess I just didn't want to believe it because he was friends with other people and he was platonic friends and cool with other people. But every now and then he would give me a hard eye in my story. And it's like, oh, God, I hate it. it. And I probably should have cut ties then and said, you know what? He is friends. I just didn't want to believe it. Girl, when I say that friendship ended so bad. That friendship ended so bad. He's currently blocked from everything. And I just really had high hopes for that, you know, person of the opposite sex. Because it's like you don't want the friendship to end, but it's like you want to set boundaries too. If you can't can't respect those boundaries, then you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. 
So what's the other example that you gave about why can't we meet women and be friends with them forever? But you meet a guy, what happens? Right. It's like when you meet when you meet a girl or like, you know, another female and y'all just click and then next thing you know, y'all friends forever. But it's like when you meet guys and, you know, you feel like y'all got, you know, like a connection or something and then it just like disappear, you know, like it's just weird. So my first reaction when she said that was he got a girlfriend, (laughs) but I thought about it deeper because you said something else. She was like, um. Maybe it's not them. It could be us too, right? And it made me think about a situation or whatever. Sometimes men assume things about us. Sometimes men think, men be overthinking too, ladies. Sometimes men think, oh, she must got 100 dudes in her DM. Oh, she must got a roster because that's, you know, that's what they say in these rap songs. And that's meanwhile, you at home playing Scrabble (laughs) on Candy Crush. Like you really don't have what he's assuming Mm -hmm. and he's falling back based off of his overthinking. So that's kind of what happens. And I don't know how to solve that, honestly. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys don't want to be committed. You want to be players? A lot of guys <laughs> don't want to be committed. What does that mean? I mean, I, from living here for a while, I mean, and dating here, it's just like nobody wants to be serious with anybody. Like, everybody wants to have their cake and eat it, too. Mm. Or wait, wait, have their cake and eat it, too. Right? <laughs> right? That's what I saw it that on Instagram. Cake and eat it. <laughs> I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, I know you lied. That is not, they just made it up. It sounds good. Sound better than cake and eat. Because, yeah, because if I have my cake, of course I want to eat the cake. Why right. would I want to stare at the cake? I want right. to eat the cake. So, cake and eat if sound That better. makes better sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's exactly what it seemed like. Mm. Okay. So, off topic, is it difficult dating in Atlanta, you think? Mm, yeah. Do you think it's the ratio of women to men? I think it's the ratio. I think it's social media. I think it's, um, again, guys don't want to be committed. They don't want to be serious. Like, it's like so crazy how people make being in a relationship, like, not cool, you know? Like, you got to have hella bitches, you know? Like, it's, mm. uh, it's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the ratio has always been off in Atlanta. I've heard that since I was a kid um, growing up in the city. It's five to – actually, I heard in Atlanta it's 10 to 1. That's what I heard as a Mm, kid. That's a lot. 10 to 1. So 10 women to every one man. Um, And you have to think it's probably five successful women to every one successful man. And you also have to think most black men want to go, you know – Black men don't do the hashtag black love. Mm-hmm. They're going to go get, you know, whoever they find attractive. Mm-hmm. Latin. Yeah. And white. that's another thing, too. And we're stuck on the hashtag. Yes. Well, we're not stuck. I'm a date an Italian white man. I don't care. Do you have a preference? Um, I really don't have a preference, but at the same time, I do. Like, I want to I be with a black man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want mm. black love. 
And it's not a lot of successful yeah. black men that say that. It's yeah. not a lot of right. successful. They're they they're open right. to whatever. Hispanic. Anything but black, honestly. But we're not going to get into that. We're yeah. We're going to get into Because I know it's going to be a debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, you know what I love about my podcast is we don't get into the debate of what's wrong with black men and what's wrong with black mm-hmm. women because we're both the prize. Black people are the prize. Seriously, we're highly sought after. So why are we fighting each other? Right. I've never understood that. We are literally our melanin surprise. All these women trying to go out and get the body parts like us. Exactly. Lift the ass. Like, we are literally the prize. Why are we fighting each other? Like, Never mind. Nah, go ahead. And it's like, why do y'all go after these non-melanated women that got things that black women already have naturally? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't understand. That's frustrating. I don't understand. It's frustrating. And that's, and I don't feel like we should be angry at that i just feel like we should be open to dating more races also yeah. i think it even maybe a little frustrating yeah no it's frustrating <laughs> it's frustrating but i think it'll even out yeah i think that you know you like what you like some people mm-hmm. like tall some people like short some people like light skin dark skin so you like what you like you right. have a type and it does frustrate us that our type <laughs> doesn't want us yeah, they want yeah. something else it's extremely mm-hmm. frustrating but um, I think it'll all even out. My crystal ball says it's going to all even out. Just <laughs> Let's just be patient yeah. and let's not be upset with the men. It's going to all even out. You got to give men some time, especially because it is 10 to 1 in Atlanta. Yeah. So we just got to be patient with it. So our last topic is uh, still friendship, but Atlanta friendships. That was a really good topic because what do you want? Yeah. What do you want from me? That's really that's really the question that we ask. What do you want from me? A lot of Atlanta friendships, we're we're reluctant to be friends with women these days, new friends, because what do you want? Right. So can you elaborate on that? I'm gonna get a glass of your wine. I feel like it's it's not so what do you want? It's like it's not genuine most of the time. They just want to know what, what you got going on or who you be with or how I can benefit off you, basically. Because, mm. like, I have, you know, me, I do, like, makeup, hair, and stuff like that. It's people that be, like, hitting me up, like, hey, Trina, can you do my makeup? Can you do my hair? Like, but whenever I want to, like, hang out or do something, then nowhere to be found. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. or if, I, if I'm going so through something, are they like, asking you to do that for free? No, not for free. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> Put some respect on right. the name. Okay. I don't even like doing hair, first of all. But if it's like somebody I'm cool with, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. You know, but you still don't pay me. But right. Yes. But yeah. I was about to say, yeah, that is disrespectful. But you're saying they hit you up for a service and they're your friends and that's it. Yeah. It's like I don't hear from them or like... Mm. Just like when it's convenient for them. To okay. Have, yeah. Like, okay. So like this girl, um, I knew her on Facebook for a little bit. You know, we was cool. I mean, I Facebook, Instagram for a little mm-hmm. bit. We was cool or whatever. She started, she like hung out with me like one time. And then like, um, she hit me up. She's like, hey, um, I need somewhere to stay. And I'm like, um, you can't stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> Why does girl delete me off of Instagram? I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. 
that's that's just crazy. <laughs> I have a similar story of someone um, reaching out to me, a young lady, saying, hey, what's a good brunch spot? And it's like, oh, have you checked out my podcast? Mm-hmm. Read, seen, whatever it's called. <laughs> right, right, seen. Seen. <laughs> seen. Oh, okay. Because that's what the brunch spot said. It's in my <laughs> podcast. Right. You can check that out. That's what all the brunch spots. I actually have an Atlanta itinerary where I have all the brunch spots. Exactly. Um, and it's $5. But you're hitting me up because you think we friends. I don't see no happy birthday text. Mm-hmm. I don't see how's your son doing. Tell your son happy birthday. I've known you for all these years. Exactly. And I'm looking back on this text and it's empty. But you're asking me to stop my day. To give you brunch spots, which there is a plethora of places to eat in Atlanta. Right. So I got to stop what I'm doing and message you back with, you know, fin and feathers. They pop in on this day and I'm like, girl, bye. (laughs) Google. Right. Or check out my podcast. So it's difficult. It's difficult navigating through that because I knew exactly what you meant when you said that. Um. Are you going to be there for me when I'm sad? Yeah. Are you going to be there for me when, you know, because one day, you know, picture me living going to be balling. And I'm going to call you and be like, I'm going to call, I'm going to have to call women and be like, I need 10 women on this boat off the coast of Africa. This network is paying for it. And right now I'm like, who am I going to call for that? You know, like. It's only people that are calling me to say, you know, where can I do this? What can I do that? Can you hook me up with this? Do that. Or people are like, can you share this for me? Can you do this for me? But y'all see me putting my content out and I do makeup and I do this and y'all don't share none of my shit. Like, (laughs) so what are free ways? (laughs) What are free girl that bothers the fuck out of me listen and people and i have some serious group chats too and my friends know that this bothers me they will share everybody else podcasts inside a group chat but when i look at my shares because we can see that we can Mm -hmm. see how many people shared our stuff uh nobody shared it wow so you're sharing me all this other stuff day in and day out and no one's sharing my stuff right so what are some free ways to promote your makeup business on Instagram? Just to share, a like, you know, because when you like it, it gets in the feed more, you know. Comment. Or just, yeah, comment or tell somebody. Tell somebody. Yeah. yeah. Those are all free methods of supporting small business on social media. All right. Saving helps too. I do try to save all my business owner friends. I even have a um <laughs> I have it um categorized in my saves. So like these are my business owner friends and mm-hmm. I just save their posts or whatever and I save my stuff there too. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, commenting mm-hmm. oh. yeah, commenting, sharing, liking, those are all free methods to help out your business owner friends. Right. Girl, you can that bothers me so much. Oh my God. I even I told one friend, like, don't share nothing else relationship wise to me because it's annoying. Like it is really annoying. First of all, that that's all they're talking about. Second of all, that I'm offering a different conversation 
and it's crickets. Yeah. It's cricket. But as soon as you get on, everybody going to be trying to share that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just so fake. <laughs> mm. And that's, it's in Atlanta. Yeah. Did you experience that back home? Well, I didn't really start doing makeup until I came out here. Mm-hmm. So, but honestly, back home, like, it's like, I have more support here than back home. Really? Yeah. I've, and okay. I've heard that's how it's always be for people. Okay. Like... I will say we don't highlight that. A lot of people move to Atlanta for the opportunities. And we've been here for so long that we kind of get stuck into the complaints, right? And it takes me talking to someone like you to realize the beauty in Atlanta. You really have to go out of your way to find another business. Like, it's all us. All over the city, all over the outskirts. It's all us. And we're all trying I'll say trying to put each other on, you know. All right. It's typically the people that's not doing anything business-wise or the out-of-towner friends that are, like you said, that hit me up and say, hey, um, where can I go get brunch? You know, the people that don't really understand what we're trying to do here in Atlanta. Right. Do you think everybody owns a business here? (laughs) Uh, Majority. Everybody's a boss. (laughs) Majority. I mean, do you like that part of it? Everybody's a boss. I don't know. I really don't know what to say because it's like being around those type of people, it makes you want to step up your game, you know? So mm-hmm. it can be a it can be a positive, but it can be a negative too, because it's like, damn, I got so much competition. Okay. So, I've heard both. Yeah. I've heard both. I'm indifferent. I love it that everyone's a boss. Mm-hmm. But I get the complaints too. Once again, that goes back to what I just said. Sometimes we just get caught up in living in Atlanta. So you got to take a step back and realize how beautiful that is, actually, that everyone's a boss, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's all our topics for today. Thank you for sitting with me. You're welcome. It's a good talk. Yes, very good. Glad to finally make it. (laughs) I know. I know. My friends always say they're going to come, and then they don't. And... I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe next time. I said on business say. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time. Um, hopefully you come back and we'll have yeah, even more of course. conversation. This was fun. Thank y'all for listening. Bye. See y'all next time.